Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Hey, everyone. Guess what I just remembered? What's up? Last night, before I fell asleep, I was thinking about how best we should pre-record an intro for the podcast. And I feel like I had it planned out in my head in a way that we could do it that would like hit the things we need to cover, but not be like so cheesy. You want to poke your, you know, eyes out. And now I kind of don't remember what it was, but I just remembered right now that I did think of it last night and I had it all planned out, but then I fell asleep and I don't really remember how it went. <laughs> that doesn't really help. No, but all. I just now remembered that I was thinking about it and I did like think of a good plan, but then I lost it. Well, if you're new to this podcast, my name is Brandon. I am, for lack of a better word, pastor of my own little congregation. Um, I use that term. I, I, I don't like that term. It's uh, That's what I do. Uh, it's, I, I don't know. It's just kind of weird for me. I think it's just something that I never intended to do. Well, uh, and you're not one that's like, look at me, look at what I'm doing. Yeah, no, I it's nothing. Like, it was nothing not that I, I pursued on my own. I, I yeah. didn't go like, Hey, I want to be a pastor. So it, it's really odd that I'm in this position now. And I'm Heidi. I am his wife. This is not my podcast. Um, I'm yeah. not a pastor. The female, the female, <laughs> the female commentator. commentator. Or the male I'm trying to think of all the assumptions we get that I am in the comments. So just to clarify, like I am not his lady friend. Like we've been, you know, legally married for nearly 20 years. Um, and I'm technically the person who's just here because I push the buttons and make the things work. But it really doesn't matter. Who we are, it matters. All that matters is Christ. Um, and that's the whole point of the podcast is let's take topics and whatever they are, be them churchy topics or just life topics, world topics, and look at things and discuss them from a biblical aspect. Yep. So today I have uh, one that's going, you know, this is I, I, I prayerfully ask people to consider um, just... Well, I mean, it's it's not something that I, I just want to go at it gentle. It's not something that re- you really have a, a, a choice to say, hey, I don't agree with this because, I mean, things just are the way they are, especially if you're speaking biblical truth. It's, there's really no no room to. It's either truth or it's not. <laughs> pretty, so there's no there's really no room for error here. Um, and I, I definitely want to try to cover all my bases in this. I, I know I can't do that in. Every podcast, it's very difficult, um, but uh, if obviously if there's any clearing up of things I need to do, I will. But I have seen recently, after yesterday's inauguration, after the, the disgusting display that that was. Um, Wait, hold on. Why do you say that? Do you say that because you're upset that Democrats are now... I do. In office? I do Are you saying say that because that. Trump was supposed to be there and now that he's not, you're just like distraught? Yes, no. That's definitely not the <laughs> I'm case. I'm just saying, is let's where just we're clarify going. why yeah. you say disgusting display. Well, I, I think, yeah, I mean, that, that's a good point. Um, you know, I, I Because I feel like when you say that, you're getting a lot of people going, amen, brother. And it's like, wait, you might want to. You might yeah, want to walk is not back a, from that a yeah, little bit. That isn't a, but I agree, you know, with where where our country is. But I mean, our country has shown signs of this for a long time, and it's not, it wasn't just yesterday. It's been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
you know, I've seen in a lot of well-meaning um, people post it and, and churches have posted it. And it's very, very important. And it's this pray for our nation uh, idea. And it's, it's very, very important. You know, we're, we're you know, concerned about uh, the, you know, everything that's going on. So what it, the heck is going to it's, come it's, in the next right. so string it's, of crazy It's then? very important to pray and, and pray for other people. And, and do these things. But one thing that's of more importance is something that you need to realize. Okay, we, we need to put away all of our, our political thoughts for a minute and just understand something from a biblical perspective. Okay, Romans 1, verses 18 through 32. Paul is writing to the Romans explaining the markings of a nation that has been given up by God. Okay, he, I mean, it's, it's clear, it's crystal. In verse 18, he starts, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that they were all without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Here's the important part in verse 24. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, in verse 26, he says it again. God gave them up to dishonorable passions, for their women exchange natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, again, third time, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner, not, not just Democrat, but Republican too. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit. Maliciousness, they are gossips, slanderers, 
haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Three times in, those, in that passage that he mentions God gave them up because they didn't want anything to do with God. And you can't just say, amen, yeah, Democrats, it's against them. No, you need to understand you put up the mirror and look back at yourself, too, because it's of all manner. Yeah, this is to mankind. And, and it's, you know, we, we know these things are, are going on. Okay, so this isn't something that just started now. I mean, our problems just aren't starting now. They're getting... They're going only in a different direction. But what do you think this is? Verse 30. What do you, I mean, what do you think this means? Slanders, haters of God, insolent. Okay, haughty, boastful. Haughty and boastful literally describes our nation to the T. We had the poster child of it. Inventors of evil. Do you know how many different things, immoral things that we invented during COVID to do? Oh, strip clubs are closed. That's okay. We'll have webcam strip clubs. And, oh, you're, you're not working. You're out of money. That's okay. So we can take nude photos of ourselves and sell them online. And, you know, now that you're getting stimulus money, now you can go buy. Like, these, these are all articles that have been in the news recently. This whole sex doll craze that, that's been going on for years. This guy just married his. And, well, unfortunately, she just broke. Um, and, and he's what heartbroken. What do you even do in that situation? I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. But these are inventors of evil. <laughs> I mean, this is something that this is, yeah, this type of, um, this type of sin and sexual sin has always been around for a long time. But it's funny how we want to say, oh, yeah, look at how bad the first century was. It's like, mm, they didn't have sex dolls yet. And, and I mean, that's just disgusting. But, I mean, we see these traits to a T. These, these describe us perfectly. Okay, so we also need to understand Number one, that we are not of this world. Okay, John seventeen sixteen says, they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. This world is not our home. It's also important to understand that the current form of this world is passing away. It's crystal clear in 1 John. Chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. 
in verse 17, and the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Jesus never promised us Christians that this life was going to be easy and that we were going to get our way in this and that things were, were we were supposed to do this politically. No, because this, this current form of this world is, is passing away. It's just really, it doesn't mean that, you know, that I'm not indicating that you don't do anything, but at the same, it doesn't mean what you're applying it to mean, to this big uh, nationalist idea that if we, if we take a, a, you know, Solomon's prayer from Second Chronicles and apply it to us, that God will somehow magically heal our land. It, it doesn't work that way. I've seen this verse again uh, recently thrown out a lot along with this, you know, um, pray for our nation. And then they post Second Chronicles 7 in there, and I'm like, okay, that's, that's a very, very bad application. Well, I mean, what, what do you do with Jeremiah chapter 18? What do you do with that? When you see a nation, Israel, God's people, who are in complete apostasy against the Lord, much like we are today. Exactly comparable. In verses 11 and 12 of Jeremiah chapter 18, he says, Now therefore say to the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I am shaping disaster against you and devising a plan against you. Return everyone from his evil way. And amend your ways and your deeds. You go, amen. Yeah, that's what we're praying for, right? Return everyone from his evil way and amend your ways and deeds and God will heal our land. The problem is this in verse 12. But they say that is in vain. We will follow our own plans and will everyone act according to the stubbornness of his evil heart. They don't want to repent. There's no repentance in their mind. They don't care. They could care less. And then what do you do with Jeremiah chapter 7. The whole chapter. We don't want to over apply something to us Americans over here and act like we're the nation of Israel. We're not. But believers, us believers, can learn a lot from God's people and the mistakes that they made in the Old Testament. And that's exactly what it's for. It's what the authors of the New Testament tell us. Hey, all those stupid things and the debauchery and all those times that they disobeyed God in the Old Testament learn from exactly what they did and exactly what was going on. Because you'll follow the same course as the, your forefathers did. It's, it's no different. Okay, And the, the Bible still is speaking to, the majority of it is still speaking to Israel. 
This is a, a, the remnant of Israel. This is something that goes till the end of time here. So this is still applicable to every single generation. And guess what? Every single generation or every single nation, uh, uh, you know, all of this, it all repeats the same, the, the same mistakes because it's destined to do so. In Jeremiah chapter 7, comparing the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, stand in the gate of the Lord's house and proclaim there this word and say, hear the word of the Lord, all you men of Judah who enter these gates to worship the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, amend your ways and your deeds and I will let you dwell in this place. Do not trust in these deceptive words. This is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. For if you truly amend your ways and your deeds, if you truly execute justice one with another, if you do not oppress the sojourner, the fatherless, or the widow, or shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not go after the other gods to your own harm, then I will let you dwell in this place, in the land that I gave of old to your fathers forever. Now, again, I want to remind you that this is not speaking of American forefathers. This is not speaking of America specifically. But we see that this is speaking of God's people, Israel, which we learn a lot from. Because look at the instructions here. If you want a blessing from the Lord, if you want to, you know, uh, the, uh, the ways of a people that are pleasing to the Lord that will, you know, get you this whole land healing America great again, which is not in scripture, but the, it, you know, if, if, if you were to do that, these are the things that you have to do. If you truly execute justice with one another, if you do not oppress the sojourner, the fatherless or the widow or shed innocent blood in this place. And if you do not go after other gods to your own harm, um, we fail every, literally every single one of those horribly. Verse 8, behold, you trust in deceptive words to no avail. You know, like God bless America and, you know, these things like that. Verse 9, will you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, make offerings to Baal and go after other gods that you have not known and then come back and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name and say, we are delivered? Only to go on doing all these abominations? Verse 11, has this house which is called by my name become a den of robbers in your eyes? Behold, I myself have seen it, declares the Lord. Go now to my place that was in Shiloh, where I made my name dwell at first, and see what I did to it because of the evil of my people Israel. And now, because you have done all these things, declares the Lord, and when I spoke to you persistently, you did not listen. And when I called you, you did not answer. Therefore, I will do to the house that is called by my name and in which you trust and to the place that I gave to you and to your fathers as I did to Shiloh. And I will cast you out of my sight as I cast out all your kinsmen, all the offspring of Ephraim. 
And verse 16, pay attention to this. What do you suppose the Lord is saying here? And think about this. As for you, Jeremiah, who he is speaking to, do not pray for this people. Do not pray for this people or lift up a cry or prayer for them. And do not intercede with me, for I will not hear you. Do you not see what they are doing in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? The children gather wood, the fathers kindle fire, and the women knead dough to make cakes for the queen of heaven. And they pour out drink offerings to other gods to provoke me in anger. Is it I whom they provoke, declares the Lord? Is it not themselves to their own shame? Therefore, thus says the Lord God, behold, my anger and my wrath will be poured out on this place upon man and beast, upon the trees of the field and the fruit of the ground. It will burn and not be quenched. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, add your burnt offerings to your sacrifices and eat the flesh. For in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt, I did not speak to your fathers or command them concerning burning burnt offerings and sacrifices. But this command I gave them, Obey my voice and I will be your God and you shall be my people and walk in all the way that I command you that it may be well with you. But they did not obey or incline their ear, but walked in their own counsels and the stubbornness of their evil hearts and went backward and not forward. From the day that your fathers came out of the land of Egypt to this day, I have persistently sent all my servants, the prophets, to them day after day. Yet they did not listen to me or incline their ear, but stiffened their neck. They did worse than their forefathers. So you shall speak all these words to them, but they will not listen to you. You shall call to them, but they will not answer you. And you shall say to them, this is the nation that did not obey the voice of the Lord their God and did not accept discipline. Truth has perished. It is cut off from their lips. Cut off your hair and cast it away. Raise a lamentation on the bare heights for the Lord has rejected and forsaken the generation of his wrath. For the sons of Judah have done evil in my sight, declares the Lord. They have set their detestable things in the house that is called by my name to defile it. And they have built up the high places of Topeth, which is in the valley of the son of Hinnom, to burn their sons and their daughters in the fire, which I did not command, nor did it come into my mind. Child sacrifice. Does that sound familiar? Verse 32, therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when it will be no more called Topeth or the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter, for they will bury in Topeth because there is no room elsewhere. And the dead bodies of this people will be food for the birds of the air and for the beasts of the earth, and none will frighten them away. 
and I will silence in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem the voice of myrrh and the voice of gladness, the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride, for the land shall become a waste. And guess what? That is a prophecy of the end times as well. So this encompasses all nations. There is one nation in biblical history that repented, one, and turned to God. That was Nineveh, one time, and God relented of disaster. Israel, they had plenty of disaster, and they were kicked out. Heck, they're... Israel even had kings that tried to bring the Lord back into Israel and, and, and did all the right things. And guess what? It still got destroyed because it was still his decree. And because these people will not listen. Just because there's a few good ones, a few good you know, people here, this doesn't mean that you can pray for the repentance of a nation that wants nothing to do with repentance. So it's important to focus our prayers and, and pray for people and even leaders, yes. But how you pray for them is very, very important. What we just read in Jeremiah. You understand that. And then you apply that to what Paul tells Timothy in 1 Timothy 2 when he tells us that in chapter 2, verse 1, First of all, then, I urge that all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people. Okay, and then in verse 2, for kings and all who are in high positions. So that tells us, yes, we, we do pray for people. Okay, we, we, we don't pray for the people that are directly dishonoring God and want nothing to do with him. I mean, we, we hope that God changes those evil hearts, but we understand that there's a serious evil in this world that does not want anything to do with God, and that is the way that the world is going. This world is passing away. Satan is the god of this world. Satan has influence over the kings of this world. But Paul tells us in verse 2 exactly why we pray for these things. Okay, this isn't to, you know, make something great or, or anything like this. This is that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every single way. We pray for every position, every person, that we can protect the gospel as best as it possibly can. But in saying that, understanding that the world wants nothing to do with it. Okay, God, as even Paul says, and you know, if we were to skip down to verse 4 there in, in 1 Timothy 2, verse 4 says, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. He does desire that, but at large, the world doesn't want it. And the world is decreed for destruction. We know that this is coming. 
This judgment is coming, and we see the signs of this judgment already. The, the way that the Lord works within nations is very important to understand. Okay, because Satan does have power and influence over the kings of this world, and that's why we see things, you know, like war, famine, greed. That, that's why we see all of these things. Of course, God has control of all. There's nothing that he doesn't control. But there's things that are being allowed to be ran right now, like our fallen world that's in the hands of Satan. Satan doesn't hold the keys to death. He doesn't hold any power like that. But we can't, we discredit Satan's role in this world and even in our, our politics on all sides of the aisle. But the point is that it's not going to all of a sudden change and we're going to be this great Christian nation and we will be blessed and we will be able to continue our lives as we once thought we would. That's, that's not the direction. It continues to progressively change and get worse. And we see with what happened yesterday with the inauguration, we see that this is something that the world wants. It's begging for. It's begging for this unity and this peace and immorality. They don't want, they know God, but they want nothing to do with him. And they want to put this false face on him. They want to whore him out with other gods. It's the same exact thing that we are doing. So how we are praying for these people and our expectations and, and what is it exactly that we're doing? You know, I mean, we need to not be so concerned about our country as we need to be concerned about other people's souls, especially when we're going in a ship that's sinking anyway. This just doesn't make sense to be concerned and to to put forth all of these prayers and supplications when you've passed the point of no return. So your prayers need to be focused and, and changed and different. You're not praying for life to return. You're praying that people see their error and repent before the Lord returns. That's a completely different expectation than what we, we expect. Everything that we've been seeing is heal our land and make America great again and God bless America and how great of a Christian land this is and all of those those nice pretty things that we say, all those cliche sayings that we have that God told us in Jeremiah 7, these are the things that you don't hold on to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't do that. So how we pray is important and understanding the times and the seasons and understanding what a nation that's been given up for by God looks like. That Romans one nation. Pastor John MacArthur just preached this weekend a message, and he says, "This is we tried. We tried to stand up for righteousness as best as we could. We saw that there could have been a line 
that had an opportunity to be able to stand up for what's right. Sort of. So you always got to you got to kind of align yourself that side if you're going to can you know concern yourself with the cares and affairs of this world. But the world didn't want it. Didn't want it at all. And it's it's ridiculous to say, well, yes, it the, the world did want it. It was a steal. Okay, there's no such thing. If Satan is the influencer, how do you think this occurred? Even if it was a steal, does it matter how much how did, Satan did it? That was still the direction the world was going to go and the world wants to go. What do you think the end result? What's the problem with thinking that this wasn't something that was already going to occur? That why are we celebrating a man that sort of kind of have some sort of value a little bit? By value, I mean some sort of, of representation of some things that Christians hold to. That's, that's a very loose way that I'm referring to whatever he was. But he said during that time that, of course, it doesn't matter because the world doesn't want this. It doesn't want anything to do with this. It's just going to continue in this direction. And that's something that's just scripturally true throughout, throughout all of scripture. There's never been this, this nation that we've built or, or made up in our head that exists. A lot of these things that you're wanting for and you're yearning for are the millennial kingdom or the kingdom that Christ is coming to establish. The kingdom himself is coming to fully consummate his kingdom. So until that time, we are to be praying that we can live peaceful, quiet, and godly lives until he returns, but not concerning ourselves with the cares and affairs of this world because the current form of this world is passing away. There's no sense in praying for a sinking ship. Again, I'm not saying we don't pray at all. But it's how we focus our prayers and how we understand these things that are extremely important. These examples that we have in Scripture. Again, like I said, over and over, we're told again. I feel like that's just such the perfect point, though, and I feel like maybe you can almost see where God is using this to take people that for the past four years have been unwilling to hear what you just said, right? Unwilling to hear. We don't get wrapped up in it. This is a sinking ship. We're not citizens of this, right? Sure, we pray for them. We, we pray that we can live quiet lives, that we can do what we need to do. We serve those in front of us. We don't get wrapped up in these things, right? We have nothing to do with it. And I think for so many, because there were these 
great promises, you know, of what, um, you know, what he was going to do when you had church leaders, you know, standing up at the pulpit, you know, screaming, yay, Republicans, and look what we're going to do, and blah, blah, blah. Like, maybe having, quote, unquote, lost that, you know, might be a really, really, really good thing that might cause some that beforehand were too unwilling to even hear God's word, you know, about this, you know, maybe, maybe you might see where some, I pray that's the case. I do because I see that a lot of people and I don't want to be, you know, notice that I didn't put out a podcast that was making fun of the prophets that said that Trump was going to win reelection and that, you know, America was going to be great again four years later and all these things. No, it's not what, not what it's all about. It's about not putting our focus on the cares and affairs, politics, the, the things of this world and understanding that this world is passing away and uh, the king is coming. So it's it's something that we we all need to be in prayer for, but understand exactly what we're praying for and exactly what's going on. So. Yeah. That's that. That's that. <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to cover today? Nope. Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys next time.